I've been thinking about the courage you have to have to create something and how it's not necessarily courage to be yourself, although being yourself is a byproduct of expressing yourself creatively. And how, you know, public celebrity types who are put themselves out there in some kind of entertainment fashion, those people aren't being themselves con constantly in those places. Like, it's like another thing I'm thinking about, you know, being a podcast listener myself, I listen to a lot of um, comedians who do podcasts. And they're constantly looking for the funny perspective in their own tone or what they believe is funny. And they hope to express that. And in that way, they shine through the podcast and people connect to that person and become a fan of them and follow them and get to know maybe more personal things about them, but a part of them that they express to the world. There is nobody online that you actually fully understand because I would could say that it's impossible to fully understand anyone in your life no matter how close or how much information you have about them because you have to also understand their future you have to understand there's just people are inherently unpredictable because of all the variables and that's what makes us all individually so unique and that goes for somebody who never gets into any sort of spotlight and it has an existence and you never meet that person and they just exist in this world they they're born into it and they die and they just have existed and you don't know that person and you don't really know the person that expresses themselves online either because they only share parts and there is there's a bunch of pieces of them but those are just pieces they don't become a whole and i was also thinking this is a bit of a sidetrack from this but a concept that i had come up with you know, there's been a thought in my head in the past where I'm like, you know, why are some people famous and celebrities and have fans and some people that don't? And why doesn't everybody just do that? Why, doesn't every, why can't anybody just do that? Not everybody, but why can't anybody? And I think that there's a lot of variables, like if there's a market for that type of person... If there's enough of those types of people, which I think in every single niche at this point there is, there's enough people just like me who talk like me, walk, talk, and act like me. <laughs> they might just be the next best thing, but not quite me. But they will, in fact, be slightly, you know, obviously different. Everybody's unique, but they will resonate with who I am. And the parts of me that I express online. Just like every single other celebrity. And there's 
there's celebrities who connect on so many levels and in so many different ways that they have amassed a huge amount of slightly varying types of people and personalities and um and also there's there's other factors too right there's the factor of courage and i think this is the only thing that this is one of the things that we can really affect is our ability to push through challenges and our ability to, to see challenges and to face them and to continue on like right now this is getting meta, but this is a challenge for me to express this thought in any way comprehensible in any way that I think will be absorbed by somebody. The way that I would want to listen to this, and I don't think I'm even doing it the way I should. Like, I want this to feel like a conversation that you're having with a friend. But it also still feels like, to me, that I'm trying to express something, and this isn't the way I would talk to somebody. Um, I don't know how to capture that yet, except for when I'm talking to somebody. And then even still, because of the microphones and the pressure, I think it's actually the pressure. Um, it puts me in a different way of behaving. Pressure. Like we can't, we can't ignore the scenario and the situation and situations create certain results. Um, I think the atmosphere, the vibe that affects everything. Like, it's like how you can cook something on an open stove with an open lid in a pot, or you can cook it way faster in a pressure cooker because you have changed the atmosphere that that food is existing in. And because of that pressure, it's pushing the heat deeper into it. And it, it's not creating this system of loss, of evaporation. And sometimes we need, for certain results, we need that pressure cooker. But other times we want to actually steam something and let that, let that air out. Or we want to fry something. We literally want to get so much water out of that food that it begins to brown. And we create different flavors. So there's different results for different vibes. And there's different scenarios and situations that best suit them. And... I think it's up to us as creatives to figure out the vibe that we need for creation. And we need certain vibes for certain types of creation, different styles. But, um, and, and also it's depending on how you express that creativity that is, is the most that not is the most, but is an important factor because that requires, depending on how you express it, dictates how much um, courage you need to have in it and in yourself and in your perception. And that gets me back to, that gets me back to podcasters and comedians and how how somebody can joke about something, a, a comedian can joke about something and, and come at it as a per, in the perspective of them believing this idea that is actually horrible. And that's what's funny is some, is him actually him or her believing that that's the right answer. Um, 
you know, a comedian can play the character of somebody who uh, is racist for comedic effect because it's unexpected as the result of that person. You wouldn't expect that person to be that way. That And they are not being honest with their projection and their expression. They're, they're creating that because that's funny for the, for the reason of making a joke. And it's not actually authentically who they are or what they believe and how they act. It is simply a joke. And how um, that isn't always the case. Maybe maybe there is belief behind some of the concepts and ideas. And I'm sure it depends on the comedian. It depends on the topic. But there is that that situation where somebody who's creating something will create a character of themselves to create that thing. Uh, we do it. And, you know, actors do it when they portray somebody that isn't them. Um, that's a that's an amazing example of it, of course. And they're creating a, uh, a situation that everybody knows is fake, but is real. And that's what I have to do here. I, I'm creating and I'm expressing in a way that is different than what is natural. What is natural is for me to be laying here, sitting here, chilling, and have some thoughts in my head that I then either kind of just say, okay, whatever, and, and move on and do something else with, or that I think about, and that I contemplate, and that I dissect, and that I learn from. And that's what I'm doing vocally right now, but it comes out as this expression of whatever this is. Another insane, crazy thought that I've been thinking about, um, an idea that I've also been thinking about today. I've been thinking about sort of this religious belief that comes from Western religions. I'm not sure where it else it is. You know, I wish I knew more about religions. Maybe I should get some books out about different religions and start studying and and different religions that are prevalent in cultures today because I have a Western view of looking at things and I wasn't even raised in a Western religion. Um, although you could consider the religion that I was raised in a Western religion because it was basically um, a low-end kind of cult of sorts and it wasn't I don't know how to really explain it that much but it's Ekinkar for anybody that that knows about that it's um and it wasn't I don't know you know it's just like I I immediately got react say that it wasn't really pushed on me um but you know my family went to things and I was there and um you know, seminars or weekly meetings. And it was this religion that's based around, um, you know, it's, it's kind of foggy to me because it just never really stuck that much. I, I looked into it at certain times in my life to kind of like understand it more, but it's about sort of um, astral projection and kind of a meditation type practice of, of uh, 
chanting and it was a it had some doctrine or, or some some writings about visiting places in your dreams and that there's different astro like different planes of existence and and you know what that that basically is a western religion at this part some some mix of new age things and some ripoffs of, of L. Ron hubbards and you know possibly some sketchy leaders and some blatant tax evasion in within the religion or the cult or whatever you know it's just it's that's basically a western religion at this point <laughs> Um, but it's also not what comes to mind when I think about religion. That is like some spiritual nonsense, basically that stuff that helps people and possibly harms them without them knowing, or basically most religions fit into people's biases and that's why people continue down them. Or at least that's my, my thought and my belief. But, um, so, you know, what's good or bad right for that person is just perspective um but when i think about society in the west i think about christianity and i think about um what are the uh you know uh judaism and islam and they're abrahamic religions that's the that's the term the umbrella abrahamic faiths or some shit like that and i think about those and i think about how there's this this thing that i don't even know how prevalent it is in the writing but there is this kind of like and i don't even know if it's just within the priesthood but for some reason i have this concept that that like masturbation in religion religious uh doctrine is looked down on as a sin maybe or sinful or you know there's that idea of like spilling your seed and like you know these weird biblical terms and shit and it's just like I think about that and I think about how I, the reason I was thinking about that was because I was like why why is that frowned upon in that way and I think about the other things that religion frowns upon and I think about how not eating pork was because there were pork born illnesses and basically that was for the time that was a problem and i think about the idea of uh, believing in heaven and hell and how this was instilled in those religions and basically that formulating a system of mora a morality for the cultures wasn't about god it wasn't about obtaining enlightenment for yourself or being anywhere really it was more about being able to control masses of people as and and unite them because uniting a culture is so important especially i mean right now it's hard to see because we're in it but we look back at history and we think how do people thrive on a on a piece of land they work together Right, and we have gotten to that that state where where we still have wars in the world, but we don't have world like wars like we used to because we are so connected now. 
that these things, when they happen, we have instant access to what is actually happening. If we look back at the, you know, 1940s, we look back at World War II even, that's less than a hundred years ago, and there was not enough information spreading around the world to inform everybody about the atrocities that were really happening until that information caught up and was actually accounted for. And so now that's not the case. Now we have instant communication, we have connectivity, and basically we have a lot of a lot more unity and a lot more cross-culture beliefs and a lot more crossover and yet we are we are now more united we can be more united with somebody that is halfway around the world than we could be to our neighbor that is locationally so much more connected to us and and physically in our community should be so much more connected to us and that's a really interesting place where we can feel like we're united around the world but we're completely alone as well or we are have pockets of isolation as individuals or possibly communities even but to come back to masturbation i was thinking about how if these things that they said were true in religion are actually geared for creating a different effect than they say, then maybe the idea that, you know, spilling your seed is sinful um, is actually because of what masturbation does for an individual. And it, what it does is it exerts a sexual energy and it releases that sexual energy and afterwards we ha we ha don't have as much of that sexual energy for a period of time and what that does is there's there's physical reactions to that we we relieve a certain amount of anxiety um, we go into a slight state of relaxation and that's extremely important it's a very important to be able to relax in today's age because of the amount of anxiety and stress that every single person is constantly put in in life and so somebody might go on and start to rely on something like masturbation even and this is this was another thought that i had connected to this uh, earlier in my you know a couple months ago i had this thought about how the nofap kind of community i was thinking about like oh nofap isn't necessarily something new that was something that like very religious people have been doing for a very long time and they just have this belief that it is because of that is the right thing to do in god's eyes but the nofap people have this belief that it is to that it will provide all these other benefits that are seldom to be seen or, or perhaps have been seen in some people but it's just like it's it's just very funny that these two things are the same you know the different sides of the same coin but they feel very different in that in a certain way too and i think that there 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 is something um you know masturbation is something that we have 
individual control over. So we can also relieve anxiety just based on that, just on the fact that it's something that we feel like we have, that we are doing. It's it's a form of almost self-care in a way. And that gives us the sense of we control something, I control something. And um, in a world where everything feels so out of control, something that we control is very enticing because it it allows relax. A byproduct of that is relaxation. I think that's what gives us the relaxation as well as physical relaxation from the sexual release. But one thing I was also thinking about this, this is my third point on this, this topic, is the release of sexual energy is an interesting thing because why were religions saying that it was a bad thing? Well, that possibly that release of of sexual energy will actually lower some motivational drive within us. And I have noticed this personally, that I feel more relaxed, that I feel like a little less stress. And I'm usually, you know, doing like, you know, I I go to masturbation when I feel really stressed out. That's like a thing or I feel really tired or I feel kind of out of control in some way. And so, um, and I think I'm not alone there. And I think um, a consequence of that is actually that sometimes it cannot help with with overall with the actual problem which is that life is feeling out of control it doesn't actually fix those out of other out of control moments or or things in my life and it exerts this sexual energy which i'll just quickly connect i've tried to reach this but i keep getting distracted i think sexual energy and creative energy are basically the same and like literally through sex um, we create life, which is a creative force for sure. But I, it's also a creative act. It's a dance. It's a um, something is being created that uh, needs to be replenished. Um, it's just a. It seems like that kind of force is happening, and so by exerting that, in my mind, it would make sense that we would have less. Uh, excuse my words here, but we'd have less creative juices to be working on other things that need to be created in our lives. We are all creative people. Everything that we do is creative. Uh, Even if it's a mundane task at a job, there is still the act of creation within those tasks. If you're working an office job and you're typing something out, you're creating words. You're creating uh, emails being sent. If you're working a a labor job, you're creating a a certain type of labor. I mean, could I be more general and vague with that description? But, you know, okay, you're building a house, you're moving a piece of lumber from here to there. That's the creation of movement. That's energy being exchanged in this world. And, and we could do this about any job. You're creating a transaction as a, as a clerk. You're, you're the exchange point for our stored value that is our mon- you know, that is money. 
And um, these could all be seen as creative things. And then obviously there's, you know, creative jobs where it's literally in the job title description. <laughs> I'm a content creator. <laughs> I create content. Whatever it is, I don't care as long as I can get some likes and hopefully some money from it. It's very strange to me. Um, it's very strange to me. I see like, this is just the last, I don't know, for some reason I have three different points I'm ta talking on this time, this podcast, but it's very strange to me watching people who, I guess it must be cathartic because this is cathartic and I have no audience and possibly no prospect of gaining an audience. But I see like, I see like people on Instagram who are not not like you know they have like six thousand followers maybe and they're just they've been pumping out content almost on the daily doing just so many stories talking to the camera shooting pictures shooting videos shooting reels just constantly posting about their insanely boring life and and are so uncomfortable on camera and it's just like noticeably uncomfortable and they they noticeably look uncomfortable and i just think why are you doing this well what is the reason like what is your you know i just really wonder there's a lot of people out there and i'm like is it because like you think one day you're gonna get a free mattress like endy or casper or you know it's like or like you're gonna get a like whatever sponsorship you know it's like that just seems mind-boggling to me and then i think about like the other reasons that people could be doing it and i think like it must be cathartic it must feel like community when you have somebody like your story or something but to me it just seems like a lot of work for that like it just seems really kind of sad to be it's very strange like um, unless there's a purpose of like like i'll look at somebody's i could look at somebody's instagram they have seven thousand followers but they actually have a reason for creating it and it's very clear that it is art in some way what they're doing or that it's providing like some serious value that isn't just like about you which is interesting because i feel like in some ways, this is cathartic to me. In some ways, I have the seven listeners or the, or the 7,000 um, followers on Instagram. And I'm talking and I'm uncomfortable. And I'm posting all the time and I'm being consistent. And that I'm that person. But I also feel, and, I, and, and with that, I feel like this is masturbatory in the way where it's for myself. And I don't look at this as one day I'll be getting a Blue Chew ad on this, you know, or a, a HelloFresh ad or whatever. What are the big ones? Eh, those are two that people get. Blue Chew is for like... <laughs> dick pills for uh you know all the middle you know all the basically all like the 
aging, balding comedy fan males out there that like slightly off color comedy. <laughs> um, maybe that'll be my audience. Yo, Blue Chew, hit me up. <laughs> I'll sell your shitty fucking pills to people um, for a paycheck. But no, that's not why I'm doing this. This isn't, that's not why I'm like, that's not why I'm doing this now. And it's just not what I'm striving for either. That's not really my goal. Um, I think, what is my reason for this? I think it is more of like, I think that this could be really interesting. That's what I think. I think, I think it's less like, oh, I think I'm doing something amazing for people or that I, that somebody will learn something from this or they'll change their life because of what I say. It's not those reasons. It's just that I think what I have to say is interesting. And I hope that other people will find it interesting too. And I have, with the amount of listeners that I've gotten from this, which is very, very few, I have gotten the most percentage-wise response, which means people like, because nobody can really comment about it or anywhere because it's just audio but like people will come to my instagram send me a message or they'll email me or i've had people reach out to be on the podcast and it's just it's um i think it's touched people the most out of anything that i've done for the amounts of views that it's gotten which is a nice hopeful sign in the direction that it is interesting to people i think um i think there's a lot of value in providing something interesting you know i think that but you know i also come back to like would i listen to this if this was somebody i didn't know and i think the answer is no because I'm really quite picky with what I listen to. And I like to be entertained. And I don't think that what I'm presenting is very entertaining. So that feels really weird. It feels like I'm doing something wrong. It feels like I need to make this more entertaining. It feels like I need to um, not make this the first 12 minutes of Mark Maron's podcast. I, I need to not make this three hours of Joe Rogan's podcast. I need to not make it boring. But, you know, people enjoy those things. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just don't know, you know. I just don't know. I just know that um, it's interesting me to me to do it. It's interesting to me to think these things and say them out loud and formulate these ideas a little more like put a little more framing behind these ideas that just rattle around in my head for 30 minutes and then I'll think about them next month if I do a podcast about them I put a little you know I put a bit of scaffolding up I start banging a nail into a piece of wood it starts coming together it's not it's not the goddamn Taj Mahal None of my thoughts are the Taj Mahal, that's for sure. But maybe I could build a tree fort if I really try. <laughs>